0: The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Iso Media. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? Praise God. Romans chapter 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 10 verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him of whom they have not heard? See? It says people cannot call on someone they have not believed. In other words, the basis of faith must be prayer. You see? Prayer without faith is a waste of breath. Are we together? Prayer without faith is a waste of breath. So if you're going to pray make sure you believe quickly matthew very quickly chapter 21 i want to read some things to you matthew 21 verse 21 let me begin from verse 18 now in the morning as he returned into the city he hungered and when he saw a fig tree in the way He came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. Notice what Jesus said. Our words decide our destiny. He spoke to the tree and said, Let no fruit grow on thee from henceforward forever. In Proverbs 18, 20, and 21, the Bible says that a man's man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Then it says, with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Did you see that? Proverbs 18, verse 20. It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So if you are in lack right now, I can trace it to your mouth. Because it says if a man is hungry, it is his mouth that is the problem. If he's full, it is his mouth. Then he says in verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Then he said, they, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Your King James says, they that love it. Shall eat the fruit thereof. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Words have consequences. If you say the wrong words. Because if you're going to see any form of restoration, you must use words. You must learn to speak those words. Are we together? Watch this. Go to Mark 11. Let's juxtapose the true scripture. Mark 11. And I want us to begin from verse. Let's take it from verse 12. Mark 11, 12. And on the morrow, when they came, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. So it is true that Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He was hungry, physically hungry. Then it says, And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, It might find anything thereon. And when it came to it, it found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, Jesus talked to a tree. Jesus talked to a tree. And if Jesus talked to a tree, that means I can talk to circumstances. Are we together? Now I've heard people say um, when you tell us to talk to things then it's as though we are acting like God. Yes. We are imitators of God. Ephesians 5 says be imitators of God as dear children. We are imitating our daddy. Amen. I said amen. And Jesus answered and said no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever and his disciples heard it. Verse 20, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried from the roots. So if you want permanent solution to your problem, you must change your confession. Because the fig tree died or dried from the roots. See, a lot of times we're looking for temporary solutions to a permanent problem. Or, as people say, we're looking for quick fixes. Let's say you are having financial problems. Begging will not solve that problem. You only get money that will last you for such and such a time. I always like permanent solutions. See, I love permanent solutions. If you're having financial problems consistently, the first question I want to ask is, do you tithe? That's the first question I want to ask. Because if you don't tithe, then of course I can explain why you're going through what you're going through. And a lot of God's children have not come to know the importance of tithing. Tithing is not for God's sake. Tithing is for your good. Are you following me? I've seen a lot of things happen to a lot of ministries. And I'm not happy about it. But if you sit down and ask most of them, they will let you know that they do not tithe as a ministry. I'm a pastor. And I have pastor acquaintances. See, it's so important. If you want to deal with an issue from the roots, it must be according to the word of God. And two, you must use your words. Because tithing alone is not enough. You must learn to heed divine instructions. You must learn to heed divine instructions. Because nothing sustains financial provision like consistent obedience. Nothing sustains provision like, financial provision, like consistent obedience. I remember something a dear man of God said. They, God instructed the minister to sow a particular seed. And after they sowed it, they bought a jet worth 250 million dollars. And he said it was not part of our plan and our budget for that year. And there was money for it. See? Instructions. Tithing then instructions. Then the third thing I want to ask you. Do you honor your parents? Do you honor your parents? The Bible says honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. Do you honor your parents? Oh, pastor, I don't. I can see. And number four, do you honor your spiritual parents, the ones who feed you the word of God? Oh, pastor, I don't. I can see. See? God is talking to someone here. because he says, I'm out of my context. Do you honor your spiritual parents? Do you honor your physical parents? Sowing seeds into your parents' lives. It will help you financially. Number five, do you give to the poor? Do you find someone in need that the Spirit of God leads you to give to? Very important. Very, very important. So let's get back to our context. That was for someone. Verse 20. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Jesus Christ said, No man will eat fruit from you from henceforth and forever. He had faith in his words. Watch this. Verse 21. And Peter, according to remembrance, said unto him, Master, Behold, the victory which thou cursed is withered away. Now, this scripture reveals that negative words are curses. Jesus said, no man eats fruit from thee, from henceforth and forever. And Peter said, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. So when you're speaking negative words concerning a situation, concerning your life, concerning your home, concerning your children, you are cursing them. Could Could that be why your business is withering? What do you say about your business? Could that be why your marriage is withering? What do you say about your marriage? See, this is the fig without which thou cursed. Jesus did not need to say, I curse you. Uh uh-uh. uh. He said, No man eats fruit of thee. So, what are you saying? Some of you are saying that maybe they've cursed me. I can tell most of you who cursed you. You did. The way they go so is like somebody no go ever see us, Bando. Curse. Can someone ever get a job in this Nagoya again? Curse. Would this land never be good for me? Curse. See, a lot of us are setting up curses against ourselves. And that's why we have not seen God's provision manifested in our lives. Because you're believing God for something, but you are actually stopping God from doing it. Go to Malachi. Let me read something to you. Malachi chapter 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Malachi 2, verse 17. It says, you have worried the Lord with your words. Can you see that? It says, you have wearied the Lord with your words. And as some people are doing, they, they, God is tired of their words. What they've said, their confession, they've wearied the Lord with their words. This is my life. I don't tire. Person die. Me, Person die. Ah! Curse. Curse. So you can see that the, the real curses you're dealing with are your own words. Are your own words. It says you have wearied the Lord. You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet is it wearing have we wearied him? It says, when you see, everyone that doeth evil in the sight of the Lord, and he delighted in them. So everyone that doeth evil is good in sight of the And he's like, where's the God of judgment? So you've worried the Lord with your words. That's what a lot of you have done. And you wonder, why is my life not any better? Your words. Your words. And many things God wants to do for you, but your words... I've stopped them from happening. When Daniel was praying, the angel said, I am comfort for your words. For your words. So words matter to God. Words matter to God. That's why you hear me say things like, I can never die in an accident, I can never have an accident. I'm giving him words to work with. Because God works with my words. Isaiah 57 verse 19. The Bible says, I create the fruit of the lips. See? That means words activate God's creative ability. God said, I create the fruit of the lips. I create it. Isaiah 57 verse 19. See? So if you're not speaking the right words, what is God going to create for you? If you're speaking curses, that's what you will get. Numbers chapter 14. Hallelujah. Numbers 14. I want to read verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless, you shall not come into the land, do you see that? Concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. See, and God began to say all kinds of stuff to them. See, they said with their mouths that God brought them to die in the wilderness. They kept on saying it. And God says, okay as truly as I live, that means God is swearing. God said, I swear you will die in this wilderness. See, that's why a lot of people, their problem has continued. Because they've kept on talking about that problem again and again. Again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And again, and again. And God says, I swear. These are words. I will do it for you. See? That's why you have to change your confession. Lady whose uh, womb was tampered in during a medical procedure was tampered with. So, normally the average person would say, there's no hope. I said, you're going to have a baby. And she believed. And my wife told me, she's pregnant. See? But if she kept on saying, you see, how can I have a child something happened when the doctor was doing and this happened and that happened. She would never have had a child. Your confession. That's the real issue in your life. Your confession. What do you say? What do you say? Hallelujah. Think about it. These people, they kept on saying they will not enter the promised land. God said they will enter. But he said they will not enter. God now swore, said doubtless you shall not enter. Since so you say you will not enter, you will not enter. It matters what you're saying. You can imagine in one week, a word went forth that some of you God will raise up sponsors for you and he will raise up people to help you. And they gave him the form that are Greek form that's in town. And he said they got a call from their Greek office and somebody said that we are in charge of putting those names. And I'll put your name in the governor's list. Somebody called him from that office. So now, he's going for the orientation tomorrow. In one week. He said, Pastor, I said a big amen to it. Some people were here in that service. It matters what you're saying. It matters what you are affirming. When the word goes forth, respond to it with your faith. God said, you said you will not enter. I mean saying you enter, you said you will not enter. Okay. God swore that they will not enter. What are you saying? Hebrews chapter 3. Hallelujah. Somebody says, Pastor, if his mouth confession, I speak bad a lot. See, it's very easy. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. So what you need to do? Start buying messages. Listen to them until it changes your confession. Are you following me? Load yourself with those words. Keep on listening to this faith series over and over again. Hebrews 3, verse 7. He says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, today, if you hear his voice, I said, faith is based on rhema. How did not your heart as in a day of provocation, in a day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father has tempted me and proved me and saw my works 40 years? Wherefore, I was grieved without generation and said, they do always hear in their heart and they have not known my ways. You see, they had no knowledge. You see, that's why you to get knowledge. I said, faith is anchored on knowledge. And fear... In ignorance, when you have if you are having fear in any area of your life, know that that area you don't have enough knowledge. If you are afraid concerning your future, whether you not have enough money in your future, no, you don't have enough knowledge in that area. If you are afraid you might die of certain disease and infirmity, no, you don't have enough knowledge in that area. If you are afraid at night, you don't have enough knowledge in that area. See. Knowledge is a solution. The Bible says in Hosea 4 verse 6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. See? My people are destroyed. I told you the word is damar. It means to be brought low, to perish, to be made dumb. It says, My people are brought low for a lack of knowledge. It didn't say for a lack of power. It says for a lack of knowledge. And that word knowledge that I told you is the Hebrew word dahat D-A apostrophe A-T-H. It means because they are unaware. It says my people are destroyed for they are unaware. See? That's why you need to get the word of God so you can become aware of what is yours. It says they are destroyed. They are brought low. Why? It says because they are unaware. Then it says because you've rejected knowledge. I have also rejected you. See? So your attitude to the word of God counts. He allowed them to die in the wilderness. See, You see why, why, why bad things happen to good people? When the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah and said, Your wife will have a child. Your prayer is heard. The first thing you think is that the man will say, Oh, praise God. My prayer is heard. The man said, How shall this be? Saying that I am old. And my wife is well stricken in years. You know that was age. He's telling on my wife's body. And the angel of the Lord said, You shall be dumb. You shall be dumb. Until my words are fulfilled in your season. In your time. In other words, I'm going to close your mouth so you won't spoil this thing. There's something a young man taught me. He said, when your faith is low, use the vocabulary of silence. In other words, be quiet. Instead of you speaking negative, the angel said, you are going to be dumb. Because John the Baptist had a divine destiny. He was the forerunner of Jesus. God could not jeopardize his plans. He made the man dumb. Because that man would have gone home and told his wife, I yeah, saw so Angel, say so you're going to have a child. But is it possible? Look at me. Am I better than dead body? You is your womb not dead. The man says it's true. And two shall agree. It shall be done. God said both of you you will not understand your husband. So the man came on. <coughs> see. <coughs> see. See. Papa Zaki, Age is affecting his brain. Keep him somewhere. Do you notice when they were dedicating the child. They had to go and look for the man. They took. Read your Bible. They went to him. See. They gave him a tablet. Because he was somewhere. Say, okay, what would your name of the child be? As he wrote, his name is John. His tongue was loosed when he agreed with God. So there are many things God has ordained for your life that your mouth has stopped. That's how powerful words are. How did you get born again? It says death and life are in the power Power of the tongue. It matters what you're saying. It matters what you're saying. I die with this too. I die. I die with this too. Keep on saying it. Until God swears and said and says i die you day so. Lira Copeland said, she used to say words like, and that blew me away, that blew me away. And the Spirit of God told her, don't repeat that word, blew me away. So there was a day, a tornado, she was ministering in a meeting, and a tornado destroyed the back of the building and turned, turned back. She said, it almost blew me away, but thank God, I have changed my confession. She was preaching in a church, in a program, and the tornado destroyed part of the building. The wind came in and passed behind them. So that blown her away. They said, Kai. Inside church again, somebody died. Confession. Confession. What are you saying? When you leave here, what will you say about yourself? When you leave here, what will you say about your marriage? What will you say about your children? What will you say? Look at verse 11. It says, verse 10, Wherefore I was agreed with that generation and said, They do all this in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. God swore. said they shall not enter. Why? They kept on singing the wrong thing. You just learned every negative word you speak about your family, your potential is a curse. <laughs> you better say I don't decrease smaller is a curse if you say it long enough you will see the madness manifested say God pastor <laughs> the case is serious sir. it starts with your mouth hmm. before they will poison somebody in this in a hmm. before they will poison somebody in this in So the way my stomach is doing me, I hope I've not eaten poison. He says, "If you drink any deadly thing, what will happen? It shall not hurt you." I agree with God. I agree with God. I agree with God. Hallelujah. I told you the case of my father and my mother. My father is a man of faith. He's from Ijebu. And you know how Ijebu people are. When he travels to Ijebu and comes back, my mom will say she won't eat what he brought. She doesn't want Ijebu people to attack her. My father will say, the Bible says that the word of God, that the food is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And if he eats anything, it shall not hurt him. My father will eat it. Do you know who was attacked? You guessed right, my mother. I don't know what you've been saying. One time, my dad said, If your mother was a healthy, life it would have been far better for both of us, for, for us. My mother was a great support to my father. I'm yet to see a woman like my mother. What a woman. She built a man. She made him believe in himself. It's wrong confession. Wrong confession. Generous woman. woman. Wrong confession. Prayerful woman. Wrong confession. It matters what you're saying. So when I teach you this thing, I speak from experience and pain. Don't just rattle your mouth anyhow. Don't just rattle your mouth anyhow. No, hmm. you know Bisseni people now. I'm from Biseni. My people, they must have shot one strong missile. You know, know them. He says, "No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper." Let him send it from anywhere. He says, "So long as it is formed against you, it shall not prosper." Say, I believe that. Say again, say I believe that. See, look at verse twelve. Take it, therefore, take it, brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It's impossible to have intimacy with God without faith. It's impossible. See, that's why you must keep your faith at par. Keep feeding yourself with the word of God. Keep buying these messages. Reading books on faith. Because, hear me, your quality of life is a reflection of your faith. Your quality of life is a reflection of your faith. Jesus said, be it unto you. How? According to your faith. He did not say, according to my power. See? He said, be it unto you, according to your faith. Give us Matthew chapter 9 quickly. Verse 27. I want to read something to them. Twenty-seven. Okay, he said. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him and crying and saying, "Down, some David, have mercy on us." Go to the next verse. When he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, "Believe it. I'm able to do this." And he said, "Yeah, Lord." He said, "Do you believe I'm able to do this?" Watch this. Look at the next one. Then touched he their eyes, saying, "According to your faith, be it unto you." He didn't say according to my power. He said, "Do you believe I'm able to do this?" Then it touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So your life right now is a reflection of your faith. So if life is difficult for you, it's a reflection of your faith. We can't, it didn't say, be it unto you if the witches agree. Be it unto you if the forces agree. Be it unto you if, if the enemies agree. He said, be it according to your faith. So if the faith is there, it is settled. I told you about the man of God that he came back from ministration. And his wife said, honey, I saw blood. And... He said, if, I, if you saw blood, doesn't mean anything. When a woman sees blood, when she's pregnant, that's miscarriage. If the baby is still young, he said, he said, if I caught my hand, what will you see? The wife said, blood. He said, what is in your womb? She said, baby. He said, that's what is there. Give me my mala. He said, I use my mala to choke it down. And he said, look at my son, David. That is the miscarried boy. That's David Oedipo. See, faith doesn't run on physical evidence. It doesn't run on. It runs on the word of God. He said he told his wife the Bible says you shall save the Lord your God and you shall bless your bread and your water. And he says and none shall cast their young. Say, so None shall be barren and none shall cast their young so you cannot miscarry. I told you our own, our own story. My wife, they told her that there is a fibroid close to the baby. Baby was born without fibroid. I've even heard of some children that were born. They held the fibroid in their hand like this. No shiki Brought the child. But some of you would have they said it's disturbing the child. Let us terminate the pregnancy. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? You can cause that fibroid to die. You see, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare my faith. Whatever my father has not planted is not in me. In the name of Jesus, my body is for the glory of God. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Whatever destroys this temple, it will destroy. This fibroid, they say, is causing discomfort. It is destroyed in the name of Jesus because it's destroying the temple. You are functioning by faith. If you are functioning in the word, you are functioning by faith. If you are not functioning in the word, you are not functioning by faith. And the only secure guarantee of your destiny is faith. Are you following me? I said, are you following me? Look at this. Verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You see, if faith is down, sin becomes preeminent. See, you cannot live a life of sin and a life of faith together. It doesn't work that way. See, verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the, the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, hide not your heart as any provocation. He's saying that when, when, when you're living a life of unbelief, you are provoking God. That's why Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. I told you that what pleased there is is pleasure. But when you are there, is it possible? I don't like to disturb myself. Not the one that will come and do I hope now and nothing will happen. You have you have already you've already destroyed your faith. See, you build your faith on the word not just having high hopes I believe it can happen you know that's what some people say I believe it can happen do you believe I believe faith comes by hearing and hearing by what by the word of God so the anchor of faith is the word not just your high emotion you know sometimes you have high emotion you can believe for anything at that point in time then when you're down huh you can't believe for anything no you function by the word not your feeling faith is not a feeling it is conviction Are you following me faith is not a feeling it is conviction you were convinced we're going to be here that is faith you were convinced verse 16 for some when they had heard did provoke however not all that came out of Egypt by Moses but with whom was he grieved forty years was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness and to whom swear he that they will not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. See? Notice it is linking sin, unbelief. It's linking the two. And the amazing thing about unbelief, one of the words for unbelief, I think um, the apetho or so, it, it, it refers to disobedience. That's why I came to the conclusion that you can never obey God beyond the measure of faith. You can't. How can you obey God beyond the measure of faith? Let me give you an instance. You received your salary 150,000 naira, or 200, or 300, or 500, or 800, depending on the job, even 20,000. Or even 10 or 5. And when you receive your salary, God spoke to you. My son, take it all to the altar. You speak in tongues. God is not the author of confusion. Then you. <laughs> you. <laughs> You told your friend, say, something is telling me that I should take the money to the altar. One of your friends said, are you mad? How are you going to survive? He said, mm-hmm. He God is not the author of confusion. You told another friend, he said, quickly, run to the altar. That is an instruction for your provision. He said, thank you. You are worshipping in church. He says, my son, this is an opportunity now. Desire is with you. Run to the altar. See the back to case, the back to The name of Jesus. I Father, I bind every voice that is putting fear in my heart. <laughs> Why? There is no faith. You have not studied giving. For instance, in my study of giving, I discovered the Bible says, give and it shall be. Shall is a strong assertion of certainty. Give and it shall be. So whenever I give, I am certain that it shall be given unto me. Then it says, good measure. That means the least I can receive when I give is the amount I sold. But God didn't stop there. Press down. Shaken together. And what? And running over. Shall a man? Shall a man? Shall men give into where? Your bosom. So he says, when I give, I influence men to give to me. That's my faith talking now. So when God speaks to me and says, I remember um, a minister of God said, God spoke to him and said, uh, um, let's, let's experiment with your 100000 He had about $100,000. God said, can we experiment with your 100000 and see what I can do with it? Some people would have cried. But when you have faith, T.D. Jakes had a small Bible study in their church for women, and he was teaching them the Word of God. Then God laid it on his heart to write a book, "Woman Downward Loosed," and there was no publisher to sponsor the book, so he emptied his account. As he emptied his account and gave and published the book, the book finished in about two weeks. That was the book that brought TDJ to the fore. What if he didn't move by faith? Many destinies have been aborted because there was no faith. It takes faith steps to guarantee destiny. Faith steps. Are you following me? What if he said, "Who will my children eat?" Are his children not eating very well right now? Faith steps. You will settle down with the word of God. If his marriage, settle down. If his children, settle. Look for scriptures. Buy a concordance. Some of you want someone to do all the studying for you. Buy a concordance. If you cannot buy a concordance, get the messages. Buy enough of them. Listen to them again and again. You are guaranteeing your to your destiny there's no other way of dealing with god i'm telling him he says he that commit to god must believe there are people who have fasted and died fasting a man went on a 14 day fast at the end of the fast it was dead body it's, I believe in fasting, and I fast a lot. That's why I told you I said to add weight, will take God, to take a miracle. Because I eat very little food. What I know when I'm talking about, if you are fasting, it must be anchored on faith. If not, if you are fasting without the word, you are starving. Are you following me? If you are fasting without the word of God, you are starving. So, that's why some say, I fasted, 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 nothing has happened. God said, he that come to God must believe. Something is happening to me this morning. He that cometh to God must believe. There's no, it's non-negotiable. It's a must. Faith is a must. I'm 40 years old, look at my life. I'm 45 years old, look at my life. You have not seen anything yet. You will soon be 50 years old. You will settle down with the word of God. Kenny Copeland said, I brushed with faith messages. He was owing so much money to his teeth. And he got saved. And I heard the message of faith, he says. He said, "I bought Kenny Higgin's message of faith." He said, "I went there and I dropped. He dropped his car." He said, "They should give him every message Ken Higgins had preached on faith. Then they should take his car, his Gunguru car." Then <laughs> they looked at him. They said, "There's no use. Take your car, carry the message and go." He was willing to lose his car. You are there saying, witches, I worry you. Because he was already 30 years old. He was already in debt. He knew the only escape is knowledge. Said so I brushed with Kenny Hagen. Was brushing, listening to faith message. I carried the tape everywhere I went. Baiting with the word of God. I am saying, your life has not changed. See, that, that spirit is still coming to me in the night to... I have done everything. I have fasted. I have sown seed. The seed that you gave without faith. So you will make up, you will build your faith. You would. It's a personal thing. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. It says the soul which is upright in him, the soul which is lifted up in him is not upright in him. Then it says the just shall live by his faith. You can't borrow my faith. The Jews can live by his faith. So whatever you are going through right now, you are responsible. You are living by your faith. You are living by your faith. I am living by my faith. I told you the other Sunday, two Christians were in a vehicle. One came out with swollen head. The other one was found outside the car, standing with his bag. And the one that was found outside the the, the car with his bag, they have a history of witchcraft in their family. But faith rescued that young man. You're then making all kinds of excuses. It's It's like they have tied my brain. They have tied my office. They've tied my marriage. They've tied my children. They will soon die your future. You're, you're cursing yourself again and again and again. Make up your mind. It says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory. He didn't say this is the fasting, this is the victory. He didn't say this is the prayer. This is the victory, the instrument of victory. Even our faith. So if you don't like your life, you can't blame anybody, not even the witches. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 4, I believe, verse 27, it says, give no place to the devil. The word there is topos, T-O-P-O-S. It means a a realm, a space, a license. So if the devil is doing anything in your life, you gave him license. How? With your mouth. Are you following me today? It says give no place to the devil. Uh, I was sleeping. They now, they not, they now tied my leg. As I woke up, my leg was just bending like this. You have not started this only leg that died. They will soon tie the second leg. It's, it says, give no place. Tell somebody, give no place. Tell someone else, give no place. Now watch this. God didn't say. I gave him place. God didn't say this devil is so powerful he can take a place. He says you give no place to the devil. So any place in your life the devil is operating, you give it to him. So it lets you know the devil is not that powerful. Kenny Higgins spoke about his mother, that his mother used to lose her mind sometimes because she had a nervous breakdown. She said the doctors told her that when she begins to feel that thing as though she wants to lose her mind, she should just say, she should just resist it. Now, she used to just allow it and lose her mind. Now, the doctors are saying, you can resist it. Now, that's a doctor. Does the Bible not say resist the devil and he will flee from you? So, if they are operating in your life, it's your fault. You gave him that place. So, witches cannot enter your house without your license. Demons cannot press you without your license. You have opened the door to the devil. How? With your mouth. So, you have to now change your confession and reverse all these curses you placed on yourself. Every year, 9th of October, I must have bike accident. Every year, I'm telling you. That's why when it gets to the 9th of October, I try not to enter. But somehow I will still enter our uh, people struggle. <laughs> you, your mouth, your mouth. So you enter 9th of October, they hit you again, you fail. Your friend's gonna see, I told you. Night, check your time, 9th of October. See? See, you allowed it. When it happened the first 9th of October, when it was come to the next 9th of October, what happened? You began to expect it. Fear began to come. See, that fear gave the devil license. Are you following me? When that night of October, I said, this 9th of October, no accident. No, I'm saying it according to the word of God. The Bible says, no evil shall befall me. And I'm holding on to the word of God. You meditate upon it. 9th of October will come and pass. When Hagin was paralyzed, he said he had meditated on... Let me, let me just get through that scripture so that we, I don't tell the story without the word. Look at verse 19 now. Are you learning something today? So we see they could not enter in. Why? Why? Verse 19, Hebrews three nineteen. So we see they could not enter in. Why? They could not enter in. Why? Because their parents were not rich. Because they had no connection. Why? I've been trying to enter school. I'm. I've been trying. All the pursue me. I've been writing. I told you now. This is going. On. If you don't know anybody, and you must bribe somebody now. I told my dad they should give me money so I can bribe, and they didn't give me money to bribe. So that's why I'm not in school. It's a lie. It's your own belief. There are people who bribed, their name did not come out. Are you aware of it? Okay. Don't be deceived. You gave the devil license. Say they have removed my name in the realm of the spirit. You gave them license. And that's why it matters the kind of stories you heard from a child. Some nonsense stories you we were told. See him. That's how they would, you're hearing these stories. Before long you begin to have faith in those stories. They begin to build fear in your heart. About the power of witchcraft. I have stood with an agent of darkness. And I dealt with her seriously. An agent. An agent of darkness. known agent of darkness. I know who I am. Say, I know who I am. And if you didn't know it and you said it, you still don't know. <laughs> so you go and find out who you are. It says, even the devils are your subjects. The word is soul. It means to be arranged under to obey. So that means God has arranged demons to obey my words. So whenever I say anything in the name of Jesus, they have to obey. Did you get that? Even you, if you go and me, I meditated on that scripture, Luke 10, for a long time, until it dawned on me. I'll see, I want to cast out those and the, the individual is. Ah, oh. That's where you see some pastors and assistant pastors, one would dive one hand, the other one would dive, they're fighting. Oh. Oh, holy neck, holy leg. Nigerian oh, hey. the film. That's home video. I used to tell them, if you've ever been when a cousin, leave him or leave her. The devil, you know you're my subject. Kneel down. Oh, that is what we call initial gra. Kneel down. I and mean, the devil kneels now. Hold a hand. Hold a hand. Tie him. What is wrong with all of you? Did you see Jesus do that? As the he is, so are we in this world. Tie, tie a leg. Tie it. Tie it. And he tied the person. <laughs> You've not seen real demons. A minister was casting out devil from a guy. The guy removed the protector from the wall. Is that the one you want to tie? You've not seen real devils. You are dealing with small, small devils. Tie a rope. You've not seen anything. When you shade well (laughs) go. (laughs) But when you know who you are, say I know who I am as he is, so am I. At least you know something now. As he is. Hallelujah. I remember one time a madman. No, we say madman, but there are some madmen that can be called Chris-man. You know, people called Chris-man. Have you seen Chris-man? They are mad in every sense of the word. The way they walk, this guy is mad. I was in Benin, I went somewhere, I went to put my publications in the newspaper and I was standing by the road and I saw this mad man. What do you call Chris man? This guy is mad. And I wanted to cross in peace. I'm not here to cast out devils. Let me just cross in peace. And the Lord said, you won't cross for him. He will have to cross for you. So I stood, showed down with the devil. He was coming. I was looking at him. He was coming. He looked, he saw me. Cross to the other side and pass. God Was teaching me something greater is He that is in you than He that's in the world. Can I get an amen? amen? It's not only for me, it's not only for me, it's for all of us. It's your faith. Some pastors would have tapped his assistant and crossed as everybody's crossing road. So, do the pastor look at say. As they are, so we are. No, as he is. I must have told you the story of Archbishop Benson Idahosa. When all the witches of the world wanted to hold a conference in Benin. I mean, if you can remember that 1980. Okay. And he told the chairman of the witches in Benin, the head, he said, the meeting will not hold. And the man said, even God himself cannot stop it. And I love what Papa said. He said, I have told him not to worry. They came live on NTA Benin. I don't know who saw that broadcast. Live on NTA Benin. And Papa Dausa told the man, said, Tell the people that you are a wizard and I will kill you right here. say it guess what the meeting held 2 years ago 12 years after his death it took them 12 years for the witches to gather before they could have the meeting they had the meeting in a do state were there not other men of God it's knowing who you are it's faith the man said i told god not to bother why because god can do nothing on earth without you he says whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loose in heaven so if nobody binds god does nothing so a lot of times evil is happening because nobody is saying anything There shall be a new Nigeria. <laughs> I'm telling. There shall see. We will build our faith and humble Islam. Oh, cada sa bronze cash. I said we will build our faith. A missile fell into Derek Prince's house and did not detonate it fell into the house our God is bigger than bomb that's why god is raising another generation northern nigeria we will flood it with the gospel you will see it happen in your lifetime I'm telling you, we are going to get on the airwaves. We will get a woman to preach it. Hey. You will see it happen. This are a message we preach in Tiv, in Edoma, in all the languages of the north in the name of Jesus. Relax. Relax. There was a wall between East Germany and West Germany. And they got a hold of the message of faith. And some Christians stood on the wall and said, This wall will come down. One day, people just got up and broke the wall down. People spoke. We'll use our words to arrange the destiny of our nation. Oh boy, I thought I'd get believe believing. Amen. I'm telling you. See, something is about to break. When Satan is fighting hard, something good is about to happen. When the Messiah was born, children were dying. So the fact that Christians are dying in the north does not mean that good will not happen in this nation. Are you following me? Let me kada zakata Gedogonzo gonso nuraka to pari irata gro mirales si kada mangre sh kadeiro mata museke pata paraconzo vilé katru are you following me? Something is about to happen in this nation. Because the blood of Matthias is the seed of the church. For every Christian that has gone down, out of the north will come 10 Christians in the name of Jesus. Are you following me? I know when the mantle of the prophet is upon me. The blood of the saints are crying out in northern Nigeria. Hear, oh Lord! Hear, oh Lord! In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for every church that I've been born, yes, Lord, there shall be 10 churches in the name of Jesus. Nations are built on faith. The American Revolution was flawed by faith. The British had more power. They had more money, but they succumbed. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the authority of the word of God, and the power of his blood, we reclaim a Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Are you following me? out of Delta will come men and women of God with great faith to redeem the destiny of this nation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ are you following me? it takes faith somebody has to talk somebody has to release words that God can walk with speaking other tongues speaking other tongues kadela mata keza cha vilare likaton zefeta giva matuka seve matuka seve rakito palegana gana zevula vula nekezo prakte sabata ne grade konse jefali ramato pakira menson parake sumake sumake rapita sigar thank you lord jesus Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we say restore. Restore Nigeria. Restore, restore, restore. Restore, restore, restore. Ninja, Delta, you are rising up niger delta you're rising up because of backwardness over the niger delta is destroyed in the name of jesus you are rising up to leadership you are rising up to influence in the name of the lord jesus christ speak in other tongues speak in other tongues leka pate sonda leka pata credo monte kalimando Raketa pa, ligo satezo vate, likotonzo mata bate, rakata kilera, likotonzo vedro ilapa la pa me to con ze va Katija Matekela pato me kato va rakitaba kato ve ke Somebody has to speak on behalf of a nation. Somebody has to speak on behalf of a people. Yes. Speaking other tongues in this place, speaking other tongues in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are rising up. Yes. Every limitation over your life is broken today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God told me, He says, Where there is faith, anything is possible. And there is faith in this place today. If you are struggling from any form of incurable condition, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare that that disease dies from its roots in the name of Jesus. Go back for your checkup. Go back for your checkup. In the name of Jesus, go back for your checkup. The case has been reversed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.